UAB MedCast is an ongoing medical education podcast. The UAB Division of Continuing Education designates that each episode of this enduring material is worth a maximum of 0.25 AMA PRA Category 1 credit. To collect credit, please visit uabmedicine.org medcast and complete the episode's post-test. Welcome to UAB MedCast, a continuing education podcast for medical professionals. Bringing knowledge to your world. Here's Melanie Cole. Pathologists at the University of Alabama in Birmingham have been a crucial part of battling the COVID-19 pandemic in Alabama. This is UAB MedCast. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're discussing the role of the pathologist during COVID-19. Joining me is Dr. Sixto Leal, Jr. He's a pathologist at UAB Medicine. Dr. Leal, thank you for joining us in these unprecedented times. Your role must have changed a little bit. Please tell us what you're focusing on now. What's your role in all of this? Thank you for having me. I'm the Director of Clinical Microbiology at UAB. And uh, my role in this is to help coordinate uh, COVID-19 testing. Like you said, uh, to handle the pandemic, uh, we've definitely switched um, our focus to COVID-19. I direct two reference laboratories and the clinical microbiology lab. And uh, as soon as the uh, pandemic started, we realized that we needed to bring up testing. So all our research efforts that we were going on um, down and the uh, diagnostic testing efforts that we were doing definitely shifted to uh, COVID-19. How have your department, faculty, and staff been both proactive and nimble in your response to the COVID-19 pandemic? Because it must have really shaken things up and you've had to respond in ways you weren't used to. Right. One of the main things that was needed was a um, COVID-19 PCR test. And at the time, uh, none of these tests were available. Um, So we had to scour the literature and and, uh, check the genome of the virus and develop a, a test ourselves. And that's what we did in uh, one of the laboratories, uh, allowing us to be able to provide a test and be able to identify uh, patients that are affected so that we can triage them appropriately, put them in negative pressure rooms, and uh, also conserve PPE, um, which is uh, extremely important. So, Dr. Leal, then how did all this come about as you were among the first academic medical centers in the country to offer in-house testing by launching this laboratory. Tell us a little bit how that came about and who helped to put it together. Well, there was no uh, commercial diagnostic test available at the time. Uh, Some were coming online, but they were um, being routed to hot zones in the country, like Washington and New York at the time. So places in the country that didn't have much of... uh, uh, had lower amounts of uh, infections, really needed to kind of scramble to develop tests of their own. The way that's done to develop a laboratory-developed test um, is to um, scour the literature, um, see, uh, design your own primer and probe sets for the target of interest to perform RT-PCR, and that's uh, what was done. And then you uh, you use what are, are normally... Um, clinical grade, but uh, um, also reagents used in research laboratories to develop your own tests. So for example, uh, RNA extraction methods for um, the virus were uh, limited. Um, So we went on ahead and developed a manual RNA extraction method to um, isolate the virus from samples. And um, then we went on ahead and developed the RT-PCR component. So in a uh, CLIA laboratory, 
Um, there's a process in place to validate a diagnostic test. And um, that's what we did uh, early on. And that's what lots of academic centers that weren't able to get uh, the reagents on uh, high throughput automated systems. And that's what they that's what they did. And that's what we we did. And we did early on. So where are you getting those reagents and materials to perform this testing? Where are you getting access? So for a, a laboratory-developed test, uh, purchase reagents um, direct from manufacturers. So these are these are companies, for example, for RNA extraction that have specialized in, in kits um, that you can purchase to extract RNA. Um, so we went to that vendor and, and purchased uh, those kits. Um, for other components, we went to places like uh, Thermal Fisher, which is a large uh, supplier of reagents, and purchased uh, one-step RT-PCR kit reagents uh, from there. So that's for laboratory-developed tests. Um, for uh, commercial tests from vendors, uh, you purchase reagents directly from the um, diagnostic test company. What an interesting job you have at this time, Dr. Leal. How many samples are you currently testing on a daily basis? So uh, yesterday we tested about 650. We've been averaging about uh, 500 or so for the past week. Um, but uh, ever since it started, uh, the number of tests that we're doing have been steadily increasing with time. So then what about transport for testing? How are you dealing with this? Tell the listeners and other providers some of the workings, the ins and outs of how you're dealing with this pandemic and the testing and all that you're doing every single day. So the, the most difficult part has been um, sourcing reagents, like uh, simple things like you, you would expect swabs to be available. Uh, to be able to obtain the sample from the patient. And once you get a swab, you expect the tubes um, with media uh, that you put the swab in to be available. But that hasn't been the case. There is uh, such a large need throughout the country and the world that these reagents that are, you know, you can, you normally don't even think about as just being available haven't been. Um, so one of the things we've been doing um, is sourcing the uh, swabs uh, individually and not without significant effort trying to find uh, swabs. Uh, we've actually been looking at 3D printed swabs uh, made locally in Alabama and also uh, other um, models of 3D printed swabs uh, throughout the country to see if we can meet that need. With respect to um, the media, we've been fortunate to have the Children's Virology Lab make viral transport media for us. So what we do is uh, aliquoted into tubes, and we're basically making the uh, collection kits ourselves uh, ever since the start. Um, so we have to, we've had to get creative on uh, how to actually offer testing, and we've uh, we've done a really good job, and I'm proud of uh, doing that. Well, you certainly have had to get creative, and so what about other tests that need to be going on? What are you doing in regards to that? How are you sort of divvying up the jobs, as it were, because there's other testing and things that have to come in. How are you dealing with all that during COVID-19? So none of the operations in, in the hospital labs have stopped. We've continued to offer testing. Um, so early on during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, um, there weren't that many individuals being admitted to the hospital that were not COVID-19 related. So Testing volume for other areas of the lab actually went down. But since testing has been available, now all the normal testing that the laboratories are supposed to do 
uh, is coming back up. Um, and so we're doing what we normally do plus COVID-19 testing, which uh, we're doing, we're handling. Well, you certainly are. And as we wrap up, please let providers know the pathologist role in all of this, how important collecting lab testing data is and what you would like them to know about your access and what you have going at UAB Medicine. The pathologist does a lot behind the scenes um, to provide information to clinicians that they can act upon to make informed decisions for their, for their patient. In the context of the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, pathologists and uh, microbiologists and immunologists within the Department of Pathology have uh, really led the efforts to um, develop high-quality tests to be able to identify affected individuals. And what this does is allow the hospital to be operational. So we don't consume a lot of personal protective equipment. We put the patients in the, in the right rooms with negative pressure so that the virus is not uh, spread further throughout the uh, hospital system and affect employees. So really, there's lots of behind-the-scenes stuff that pathologists do on a daily basis, and I've had to step up during the um, COVID-19 pandemic uh, further. Well, you certainly have, and such an interesting role that you're playing right now. Thank you so much, Dr. Leal, for joining us today. A community physician can refer a patient to UAB Medicine by calling the MIST line at 1-800-UAB-MIST. That concludes this episode of UAB MedCast. For more information on resources available at UAB Medicine, please visit our website at uabmedicine.org physician. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other UAB Medicine podcasts. I'm Melanie Cole.